0: Hey, I'm Drew. Tim's not here this week, but this is the Hearts and Hands podcast. In episode 34, I talked to the Branches Band about how to make children's music that isn't cheesy. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. I'm your host, Drew Sonnenberg, not joined as always by my co-host, Tim Babbler. He's away at a conference this week, but he'll be back with us next week. Uh, this week I had a great opportunity to talk to the Branches band, Andy and Rachel, about their new album that they're putting out that is a children's album, and it's their second children's album, and so we talked a lot about different aspects of children's music and how to make it excellent and not cheesy and and edifying for kids. So let's get to that interview now. This week, we are very excited to welcome the Branches Band to the podcast. Welcome, guys.
1: Hello.
2: Hi, this is Andy from Branches Band. Thank you for having us this evening. Mm -hmm.
0: Absolutely. For our listeners who may be less familiar with you, could you give us a, a brief who you are and what you do?
2: Of course. We are Branches Bannon. We took our name from John 15, verse 5, where Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branches. And the way that we are branches is we use music for ministry, for sharing God's word and song. And we're blessed to be able to do that really all over North America in a variety of ways.
0: And more specifically, who, who are the members of Branches Band that we're talking to? Sure.
1: Hi, I am Rachel Brown, and I'm married to Andy Brown, so it's the two of us, and we do this full-time. We've played with some other part-time people in the past. For those people who are familiar with Branch's Band, Jeremy Bakken will play with us probably about once a month, so he's part-time, still working with us. But yeah, Andy and I do this full-time, so excited to be here.
0: Awesome. And you guys have such a, a huge body of work. If If our listeners go and check out your website, there are just so many albums you've put out. But what we especially wanted to talk about today was your work with children's music. You just released your second children's album, is that correct?
1: Right, yeah. We did one about five years ago, Let the Children Come to Me, and then our new one, Grow in the Vine, we just released in May. So we're pretty excited to have that, and I've been getting the word out this summer about that new album.
0: Awesome. And and that's... Not exactly what I would consider like a, a normal thing for a, a band to do. Like you know, you've released you know a dozen other albums, and okay, let's do a, a kids album. So like, what what made you decide to do that?
2: Well, a lot of what we do is by request. Uh, people say, you know, I really think it would be neat if you would do something like this, or it would be helpful to me and my ministry if you would do this, whether it be a pastor or a teacher uh, posing these requests to us. In 2014, we had an, a number of people come up to us and say, we really need good children's music that teaches them God's Word. I've used a lot of different music, but we need more, and you know, we needed to have good Christian Lutheran doctrine. And we read that to just mean use God's word plainly and simply without adding or subtracting from it. And so we did our best to do that because it was requested of us. And so that's how the first children's album came about. And recently people started saying, when's the next one? And so we, we strove to produce another one. So
1: yeah, it's something that that I've had a passion for for a long time, and we have some experience doing school programs, children's programs, singing, singing music like that. But it's just so important, obviously, for for all of us to be in the Word and for us to know God's Word, but to get that into the minds and the hearts of little children. When you're when you have kids who are in their youth, they they learn songs so well and those songs just stick with them really for their whole lives. I'm sure all of us could think of some example of a song that you're just never going to forget that you learned when you were in preschool. So anyway, we wanted to be a part of that to to be having God's word available to kids so that they have it with them wherever they go. Yeah, that's great.
0: And There's some fairly obvious differences between like children's music and other music, like things like word choice. You know, you're probably not going to use the word like justified or sanctified in a kid's song because that's just not something they're going to latch on to. But as you go about creating your kids music, what what do you find yourself focusing on the most or or maybe what's the, the biggest challenge for you as you write children's music as opposed to other music?
2: I think one of the biggest challenges is conveying God's Word accurately and simply. And and for us, the, the challenge lyrically is to do that in as few syllables as possible sometimes so that it fits a song that people can kind of latch onto and remember. So really, for us, it's it's paring down our own wordiness as we paraphrase scripture. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's just the simplest to say it how it is right out of the Bible, and that's what we we strive to do.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's something that Andy's actually really good at. I will write a song, and then Andy will come in and look at it and go, "That's way too many words. You gotta <laughs> let's see how we can just kind of you know cut this down, pare it down." And so that that's helpful a lot to be able to work together that way and another trick or tool or whatever you want to say about it is to because sometimes we will take a whole big story and try to condense it down other times is to take such a small piece of scripture just a verse maybe two and set that to music and you repeat it and it's just a great way to take a small thing an important thing so that you can remember it it's not too much to digest. I think another thing that's sometimes hard to keep in mind, or, or maybe that I've noticed other children's music struggling with, is the melody. You mentioned that, but just to be able to keep a melody in the range of what a child can or should be singing in. I've heard a lot of different children's choirs or grade schools Try to do songs that are beautiful, and and the kids even know it. I mean, the kids work really hard to learn them, but they're not in their range. Like you hear them just trying to sing so low, or it's just it's not quite what they should be singing, or or what what works best for them. What sets them up to sing in the best way. So I think that's something that's important to keep in mind. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I, another thing that I I struggle with. I just got done doing Camp South that I do music for. And th- those <laughs> kids are a little bit older. They're like middle school age, but I'm okay. always surprised every year at which songs they kind of latch onto or mm-hmm. really enjoy or really pick up on quickly and which ones they struggle with or just don't care for. So I would think even more so with, with younger kids that that would be a tough thing to, mm-hmm. to figure out. So what do you, have you just kind of developed a feel over the years about what would appeal to kids, or do you have some sort of sounding board? Like you have, a, you have a young daughter, or maybe other children that you know that you like. Do you test them out and say, "Do you like this?" Or how, how does that work?
1: <laughs> yeah, we don't usually do that at all. <laughs> we uh, we just write our songs for ourselves, basically, okay. and then we hope that it works out. No, um, we have. I mean, we have experience singing in front of kids, and so we get the experience of seeing what they like. So I guess we try to emulate or mimic or, or continue on those styles, but really we just, we mostly just play our songs for each other. And then we ask if that's good, if that's good, you know, if it, if the lyrics are good, if the tune is good, Part of what we're trying to do is write good, simple songs. It is children's music, but we've had adult choirs buy some of our kids' books and use them if they have a smaller group to sing some. They're just good, simple songs. We have a song on our first album about baptism uh, that the pastor bought it and he said, We're gonna sing this at every baptism at our church from now on. You know, it's just so there's well, and you were mentioning about So the middle schoolers, how you never know what they're going to latch on to, what they're going to like. I think even little children have their own musical preferences. You know, not every single little kid is going to like the same thing. Just like you and I probably don't like the exact same kind of music, (laughs) you know. So I think that it's good to have good music, but even a variety, even for little kids. I don't think that they all like the exact same songs all the time. So.
0: Yeah. So you use phrases like good and simple. And what, what does that actually look like, though? When, when you're thinking about making it simple but excellent for, for children, what sorts of things are you thinking about?
1: Uh, you're thinking about a, a catchy melody that is still singable. You're thinking about the lyrics that are based in Scripture
2: well and lyrically one of the best ways to have it be simple and excellent is to not really change what scripture is saying whatsoever you can you can almost go word for word in some translations we've found some public domain translations that and we look at different translations to to try and see what's what's a good way to say this and and can we use one word here and another word there to convey something clearly, that fits what we're trying to do. Uh, So if you're using using Scripture, it's hard to go wrong in terms of the content, lyrically.
1: It's such an important thing for us to set Scripture to music. You can say a lot about how you feel about your faith, and those are important things that can be important things to talk about. And you can try to get into theological or doctrine concepts and those are fine too but so much of it is laid out for us in scripture just just put good music to it you know
2: well yeah and then so musically from there trying to have something that supports the text that doesn't get in the way of the text that makes the text even more memorable perhaps is something we we strive to do and it's it's awesome to hear kids walking out the door singing a Bible verse. It, it's, it's humbling that we get to be a part of that, of, of how they're memorizing Scripture. It's really an awesome part of what we do. It's one way that we learned Scripture growing up. Uh, Rachel and I both had experiences with Salty, the singing songbook. That'll probably I'm age us here. a little bit. No, but <laughs> no, I'm there. I'm there. I'm with you. Yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, we remember all those songs, you know, so you just think about the effect that has, and how important it is to put put God's word in front of children so that they have it, you know, just like I have those songs from when I was little, that kids will have music with great content that's memorable. It's a really important thing. Sure.
0: So would you say that that's your, your primary goal with your songs is to be sort of uh, didactic and and just be teaching the word through song, or do you have some other goals too?
1: I would like to create little evangelists. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they sort of already—they really are. Uh, children are so amazing at sharing their faith, and there are so many concerns. We as human beings, really, we we like to worry, we like to be concerned. But I, I know that there are concerns about our Christian church shrinking. And it is. It's getting smaller. And that's something to be concerned about. So all of us, us as adults, we need to get out there. You know, the harvest is plenty, but the workers are few. we got to get out there. Get God's Word out there. Share the gospel. Put these children to work, too. We're not just trying to wait until it's their turn. It is their turn. They can do this so well. Give them the tools give them and grow, grow that faith in them so that it shines out for everyone to see. Yeah, I I mean, I think that's all of our goals as Christians to, to share the gospel.
0: So, so maybe one last question that just playing a little bit of devil's advocate here, but the common (laughs) criticism that I hear with, with kids songs is that they're all just so cheesy. And whether that's just the melodies being goofy and predictable or the lyrics like being really forced and, and using like silly words that don't actually get used in normal speech or whatever the case may be. But you, you've you talked a lot about wanting to make music that is, doesn't sacrifice excellence just for the sake of being easy for kids to use. So how how do you balance those two things? How do you, make sure that it's appealing and usable by children while also maintaining a certain level of excellence.
2: It's a great question when it comes to lyrics. I'll just go back to if you're using scripture, you can certainly present that in a fun way musically, but if that's your your basis for for the lyrics, it's hard to go wrong and it's hard to say this is cheesy if you're quoting scripture. So that one while it's easier said than done, we do have to strive to keep being in the Word and finding different ways to present God's Word lyrically. That's that's one way we kind of stay on the right track when it comes to not being cheesy with lyrics.
1: I think that something that we already try to keep in mind, and really that we try to keep in mind for all of our music, whether it's doing hymn arrangements or or writing other original psalms or setting music for the psalms or writing original songs based on scripture is to use a variety of good things so our first children's album we did 5 years ago and that was before we had any children and now we have a three and a half year old daughter, Gloria, so we end up listening to a lot more children's music than we did five years ago. It'd
0: be kind of weird and, if you listened
1: to it five years ago. Yeah. Right, you know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. And there's, you know, there's good, bad, and otherwise, but some of it that you hear, it 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 all sounds the same. Like an entire album sounds exactly the same. They used the same tracks and the same whatever and it 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 grates on me. I mean, well I'm a musician. We're musicians. So, you know, maybe we're more more attuned to that. So, it'll bother us more, but basically live music is better. You know, <laughs> so many so many people putting together these these children's song collections are looking for quantity. You know, you get this collection of like 50 songs and oh, great, but it, it's all tracks and it's all, you know, I don't know.
2: Yeah, MIDI instrumentation or something. And yeah. there is a place for that. But yeah. we, our personal philosophy as musicians is if we can't play it live, we don't mm-hmm. have it be part of the song. And I think that it keeps things from sounding the same, mm-hmm. i.e., with a, a, a drum track that sounds the same all the time or baseline etc i mean we just we play real instruments Mm -hmm. and within that we try to add a lot of variety and different instrumentation but we're we're Mm -hmm. actually playing them and so that's that's a a philosophy of our band as a whole is to kind of have a natural sound a lot of acoustic instruments but not exclusively and
1: well our albums are they just have They have different styles. Some of them are really upbeat, and some of them we have – when we do school programs, we'll have kids up and yelling and doing actions and the whole thing. And some of them are calm, I suppose, in comparison, you know, that they – we will sing them ourselves during distribution of communion or, you know, as a closing prayer, different things like that. So having that variety, I think, is good for so many reasons, for the listener, but also to grow – grow people as musicians as well, and just in hearing different styles, because everybody likes different things.
2: So, And I think we focus on the scripture first and foremost to dictate what type of music will fit the best, and that lends itself to natural variety. There's a huge variety in the Psalms, for example, of highs and lows, somber, exuberant. uh, And so we, we try to follow the, the tone that's being set there and exhibit that musically and with our instrumentation. And we feel that has served the songs well. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Doing our children's albums has in some ways allowed us to even expand upon what we do in the variety. It's given us a kind of freedom. We've, are very likely never going to use a blowtorch as a sound effect on our other album. (laughs) But we got to do that on our new album, you know. So just, yeah, some silly stuff like that. But we use this opportunity to share the excitement that we have about our faith and about these biblical truths. And that's something that we're really hoping comes through in the way that we sing, the way that we present, and then also the way that it will will stick with people and that they can share that great news as well.
0: Absolutely. So for our listeners who want to hear more of your work, where can I point them to?
1: Branchesband.com. You can find it all up there. You can find us on YouTube and Spotify and all kinds of stuff too. So, we're out there. Just look for Branches band. <laughs> we'll be there. Branchesband.com.
0: Awesome. Well, uh, thank you both for taking the time tonight to to talk to me and uh We really appreciate
2: you putting in the time.
1: Thanks. This was a lot of fun. Thanks for asking us.
2: We'll
0: definitely have to
2: have you back again sometime.
1: Sounds Sounds great.
2: And thank you for your ongoing work with this as well. We appreciate it. We do.
0: Well, thank you. That wraps it up for another episode of the podcast. As always, if you have any questions you'd like answers to or people you'd like to hear from, feel free to reach out to us at heartsandhandspodcast at gmail.com or you can find us on any social media platform at Wells Creatives. We thank you also for supporting us through our Patreon at patreon.com slash heartsandhandspodcast. There you can gain access to bonus content and uncut episodes. We thank you for those of you who have already done so. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.